The NFL draft is a month away from right now as we're recording this podcast. And I got to be honest with you, I, I can't do it. I can't make it. I cannot go another 30 days of reading mock drafts, of looking at the the inactivity from the Bears and the collective outcry of us not doing anything. It seems to be too long. And I understand. I work for the NFL Network. We've got a month of shows that we have to do. Path to the Draft, Mock Draft Live, Total Access. I'm as guilty as anybody for being the reason why we have to continue to push the draft further and further away. But the thing is, I'm ready to go now. I want to see the way that our team is constructed. I'm tired of the speculation. It's kind of like whenever there's a new uh, new DC movie coming out, and I sit there and conjure up the way the movie should act in my head, and when I finally see the final product, I'm a little bit disappointed, kind of like you know the Justice League. The Justice League I would have written would have been way better. Similarly, it feels like a lot of us, the drafts that we're concocting are going to be better than the one that Ryan Poles has. That won't be the case. But in any event, I just wanted to start. And speaking of starting, Sammy, let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. It is me, Adam Rank, joining you, as I said, a month from the NFL draft. And I think what I'm really getting at is that I would like to do shows where the cold open or the subject of conversation is not about, hey, everybody, hang out, just see how this works out. Ryan Poles has a plan. Let's let it play out because it feels like we have to deliver the same message over and over again, although there has been some news over the last couple of days. The Bears continue to add depth pieces uh, to the organization. Dane Crookshank is the newest member of the Chicago Bears, is when we're recording this, I should at least say, who looks like a pretty good one. A guy who, over the first couple of years of his career, didn't really live up to his, his potential. He did have some injury concerns, but over last season, ended up being a guy who could shut down opposing tight ends and it's actually played pretty well. And I think he's one of those players that, again, it doesn't grab the headlines. It doesn't make everybody on SportsCenter or Total Access excited. We're not going to devote the C block to Total Access on Friday night to this signing, but one that I think is pretty good. So why don't we bring in our first guest, or our only guest, uh, because we're joining us today. Uh, you know him from 670, the score. Uh, he's coming in. Oh, I can't tell. There he is. Mark Rohde's here. Hi. I was going to give you I was going to give you a more glowing uh, introduction because, of course, a lot of people know you from the Cubs pregame show. You transitioned over to the Bears. You're the sideline reporter. The thing that interests me the most, you're the overnight guy on 670 to score, which I think that is like for, for somebody like me, like a lot of people grow up and they're like, I want to bat clean up for the Cubs. I want to play point guard for the Bulls. I want to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. I think doing overnights for 670, that's that's an iconic spot. How has it been going for you? Oh, well, you know, I'm really going to test how genuine you are being right now about the glow of the overnights because you, Adam, are welcome to come on live anytime you want. Midnight to five, baby. You got under, but I'm, I'm West Coast, so I cheat anyways. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because that's one thing. I will say that in doing the overnights, 
it is very difficult to have guests on. Um, almost impossible unless you have people from uh, the West Coast or in a different time zone. Like I had, like I guess my highest profile guest on the overnights is, mm-hmm. and it's it's simply not a guest driven show. It's just not. But I had yeah. uh, Brett Boone on because Brett Boone, Ooh. yeah, he does his podcast and he's out on the West Coast and. A buddy of mine is one of his producers, and he said, hey, you want to jump on, you know, 50,000-watt radio station with this guy who, you know, digs baseball? He doesn't know who I am. I don't think he knows who I am. But so so he comes on at 10 o'clock, and wouldn't, I'll be damned if he didn't stay on with me for an hour. So, Oh, uh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So that's one of the tricks. So, Adam, I will definitely, man, I, I will love to have you on sometime. So quid pro quo. It's all happening. 100%. You got to listen. Yeah. Everybody can everybody listen to this. I'm also, it's weirdly because of the, the time my kids go to bed, uh-huh. it would actually behoove me to be on closer to midnight, which would be 2 a.m. your time, which is actually better for me because like everybody's in bed. I can go oh. out and do my thing. And it's perfect because like I have a friend who does a radio show in Las Vegas. And I know everybody, everybody got mad, by the way, last week because Cynthia and I sat here and were talking glowingly about each other. I'm I'm a fan, so I, I want to talk. I, I do. I'm I'm interested in hearing these stories. I I uh, but I have a friend who does a radio station in Las Vegas, who's you know a later night, but it's 9 a.m. here, and I'm like, bro, I go, it's difficult. Like 9 a.m. is the <laughs> yeah. worst time because I because then I'm panicking. If my three year old's not going to sleep, then uh-huh. I start getting a cold sweat. I don't know what's oh. going to happen. Yeah. So if I can wait till 11 p.m. my time, oh my! And listen, God, last dude. night I was watching summer school. No, I was watching the Italian job last night. I got nothing to do. I so I'll you. be happy. I'm oh, happy yeah. to come on. No, I got to tell you, like again, another thing about the overnights that it's it's right around 2 a.m. when it does start to get very difficult as the host because you're two hours in to a five-hour solo show, and it's a weird time for listenership and and callers because you get a definite drive of people right at midnight because there are people who are just either leaving for work or they're still up or whatever. And, you know, midnight's cool. But, like, at the next time, then, then around 2 a.m., it's a lot of kind of, like, people are kind of sleeping at 2 a.m. or maybe yeah. they're into their work. And then around 4 a.m. or so, then you have life again. So... Yeah, if I could strategically place you to help you and your child and me and my need for something entertaining at 2 a.m., then boy, this is, wow, worth the price of admission. No, 100%. Happy to do it. Really enjoy it. And, you know, during the NFL season, it works out, too, because I'm writing the stardom sit column at post-midnight. So just to pull okay. back the curtain a little bit. So, yeah, so that, it's really... Really a, a work time for me because I like to work around my, my children's schedule. Great, so it great. Does. But also, you know, when you're working overnight, and I count, I got to imagine the people who've been calling you over the last couple of weeks, probably a little bit upset with the inactivity of the Bears or their perceived inactivity. What do you make of the Bears uh, off season so far? Well, I think it's been, I guess the best way for me to sum it up of what I've been saying is, is quantity over quality until further notice and the quality that they have assumed or acquired or whatever signed, acquired, traded for it's, it's all like it, they're all pros, man. Like they're all like, you know, Lucas Patrick and uh, you know, Justin Jones and Kadeem Muhammad um and and trevor simeon and all these guys 
They're they're all pros, man. But they're but there's nobody that moves the meter that they have signed yet. And I don't think that they've intended to move the meter. When I talk about moving the meter, talk about Ryan Poles. I think that they yeah. know they need to fill roster spots. That they have to they have to not only tear down. I mean, it, they are tearing down and they're tearing down big pieces. But they're kind of putting smaller bricks up for right now until they feel comfortable going full force into, you know, I guess you could say the Larry Ogunjobi, you know, attempt was, was a decent sized swing. I mean, that wasn't like yeah. a full ferocious Bryce Harper swing we're talking about. I mean, it was, you know, more of a, a toned down Nico Horner contact swing. Um, and it might get you a base hitter. It actually probably would have been like a good double, I would say, yeah. if Ogunjobi had come to the Bears and worked out like he seemed to fit perfectly, seemed to be at a great point in his career and like where he is just getting it and he's got some prime years left, like literally age-wise. But, um, you know, it, so it would have been good, but it just comes down to like kind of what he said, like, ah, it sucks, it sucks. You know, same thing with Ryan Bates you know, taking the swing on the offensive lineman. It's like, yeah, that's not going to make or break anything on for the legacy of Ryan Poles, but it kind of sucks that you weren't yeah. able to, to get those guys. So those were the like, and I just point those out because those were a little bit more pointed swings than anything that they have done. You know, the Larry Ogunjobi and Ryan Bates, the rest of these guys, you know, the, I've got hope for these guys, but it's not like they are the types of dudes that actually Ryan Poles has talked about, and that is difference makers. He's talked about the professionalism, the mean streak, so he's got that going, I guess, for now. Were you surprised by the amount of callers that you have that became experts on the Buffalo Bills depth chart over the last couple of weeks? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty ama it's really pretty amazing when you think about it um that that people would go down that route, but it it seems like it's uh it's it, it's going to make sense. I mean, you got you got Indianapolis to think about, you've got Kansas City to think about, Buffalo to think about in terms of uh at teams that we are deriving from and discussing right. because of the coaches and managers that exist on the team. It's funny, too, because everybody everybody had their heart set on Ryan Bates all of a sudden. And to me, it would, it would be akin to if, let's say, Mike Trout was a restricted – Kevin, why am I even putting this in the atmosphere? Uh, Mike <laughs> Trout was a restricted free agent, and the Angels matched the offer. The, the, the disappointment that would befell Cubs fans seems very similar to Ryan Bates. Like, everybody acted like we just lost – the greatest player. We lost prime Walter Payton somehow when Ryan Bates signed that offer sheet. Oh, dude, it's so funny you say that. Like, like people are. I I don't know why. Like, I I got. I guess I should give fans a little bit of credit too because they were very aware of this man. You know, right. they were aware of a guy who has had, to your point, five starts in his life. <laughs> um, and he looks. I mean, he definitely looks like a guy who might be on the rise and. But we we don't know. I mean, he you know he played in a bunch of games and he looks pretty sturdy. But yeah, by no means is that a you know a guy that you have to read up on 
is not a yeah. guy who is going to make or break your roster, especially with an offensive line that you could just see Ryan Poles is almost just, you know, scurrying to get out the old. Like he's more into James Daniels. Move on if you want. Ah, I don't yeah. care. Sam Mustafer, I'm sorry, but no, no, cannot have that anymore. Um, you know, Cody Whitehair seems to be safe. And then as for you know, uh, Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum, he's like, I have no idea about you guys. So in the meantime, I'm going to proceed as if I need to put together an entire offensive line. And that's the way he's proceeding. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those things here. And to, to give fans a little bit of credit, I think that once we do sign players or show interest, you know, our friends like Berlissimo and some of these other great uh, yeah. Because they're, they're, they go out and do the work for you. Oh, yeah. And they absolutely. show you the tape of like why you should like this player. So that's why everybody sure. gets like in a frenzy. Oh, but at yeah. the same time, it, it's a $4 million offer sheet. We're okay. Yeah. Like it's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. Uh, I do like, I do like the idea of Borum and Jenkins being like whenever you go to a bachelor party and the groom's cousins show up who nobody knows. And you're like, okay, yeah. like, let's <laughs> yeah. see. Let's see how, and sometimes it goes. And it's, yeah. they're, the, they're the swing of the whole weekend. Because if those guys are cool, the weekend's great. Yeah. If those guys are a nightmare, then it brings everything down. Then people split apart <laughs> and go, everything goes wrong. But I'm willing, so far, I think both of them are going to work out very well. And I think the fact that we haven't chased guys like Teron Armstead or somebody like that, leads me to believe, and I might be connecting dots that don't need to be connected, that perhaps Ryan Poles is okay enough with these guys, and we, we still have a draft coming up, so there's still going to be an opportunity to go out and fill some of these holes. Well, yeah, and I think that, and why shouldn't he be high on Tevin Jenkins, other than the injury factor, and that's a real factor that is something that can make or break a player's tenure on a team for sure. But, I mean, most scouts agreed and most evaluators agreed that when Tevin Jenkins was a blocker at Oklahoma State, he was pretty good. He yeah. was pretty good. And I know that there was more right tackle involved. And they had to you know, implore him to play with that mean streak and all of that. Like It's almost like they had to create that in him. But those were like the the small critiques. Like it was it was wild, widely thought that he was a first round talent. Yeah. And he was a second round talent, and he was injured last year. So we have zero idea at this point if he is going to be an NFL starter and at what position. But I think that based on what he did in college, you can still project him as a pretty decent player in the NFL if he stays healthy. So, and then, and as for Borum, who knows? I mean, Borum made progress early and then sort of faded away towards the end of last season, but mm -hmm. there was a lot going on and, you know, he is a fifth round pick. So to think that he's done developing is crazy. So they may look at, you know, and they are, I mean, Ryan Poles would have to say, take a chance like this is raw clay here can i do have i seen enough on tape really essentially from both guys to think that there is a next step and they could play an, an important role in protecting the, the very important justin fields yeah and you know what and again if they would have gotten the 
the Ryan Bates, because they already have Lucas Patrick. They already, if they would have brought in Bates, they would have redone the interior of the offensive line, which should still be addressed in the draft. So I'm I'm with you. I, I think there, there's something, there's some there's something to work with there. So it's not all yeah. doom and gloom, even though the national media sometimes wants to to point out that we haven't done anything. I think that you know they're doing an okay job of trying to fill in some of the blanks. And one of those players uh recently. Uh, a fill-in-the-blanks type of person, Dane Crookshank, uh, signed this week with the Chicago Bears. I will say this, and I know, again, like, I'm going to chastise everybody for, like, you never hurt. Like, yeah, like, he's not a big name. He's not the right. honey badger. But I do know, I will say this, though. This is, this, is, this is how I knew he was a good signing, and this comes from my fantasy experience, uh-huh. the NFL Fantasy Live Show. See, that, that we, helps we were, right there. We were we were fading like the Titans did not give up a lot of production to opposing tight ends. So we would yeah. be like, you don't necessarily point to the guy. We're like, oh, I remember talking about this. Like we didn't like starting like Jack Doyle or uh, O'Shaughness, <laughs> yeah. O'Shaughnessy. If you're thinking of oh, starting yeah. like Jordan Aikens for the Texans this week, maybe not against the Titans. They've done a pretty nice job against opposing tight ends. Uh, what about you? How do you feel? About, again, I think this is one of those signings that, again. Mina Kimes is not going to come out and write a glowing column about it, but I think ultimately this is a good type of role player to bring into Chicago. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, ju- it also can t- like, I think about the incumbents in these predicaments as well. Guys that are already on the roster, like what do they think? What, what is uh Cole Komet thinking when they bring in another tight end? Like what's, what's going on there? And, it does seem like it. Like I put it, and I and for some reason my brain, I was having trouble actually coming up with uh, with the name. But um, Kari Blassen game for the fullback that the Bears signed as well. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. It's like okay, this is interesting. A fullback. Okay, what does that mean? Like you start to see like what he values, and then you could kind of predict like maybe this is something Luke Getze wanted. Did he say, you know, we, you know what, if we're going to run my offense, we need a fullback, you know, who like who really had their hand in, in all like that. That's kind of like what I want to know, you know, like is, is this Ryan Poles or is, are they sitting around as the coach is saying, I could use this guy or I could use that guy or go, or they're all identifying like they're, they've got the same formula of what they're trying yeah. to identify, but they're all allowed to sort of point in a direction. Or is it just polls just like, ah, here we go. You know, this is this is what I'm going to do. But no, I, I like every signing and maybe you and I doing what we do. Maybe we blow them up and f- try to find a the importance and the the meaning in these signings. But for the most part, I think that it's legit when you look at most of them and say, yeah, they they need that, and that might be better than what they had last year. No, and it's true. And again, it always, again, a lot of what I do, it always goes back to fantasy and everything like that. But you think of Luke Getze, and there's connections all the way through the NFL and the hot, like a lot of it stems from what, and you can look at what the 49ers do, and you look at Kyle Shanahan. And when I think of Kyle Shanahan, I think of Kyle Juszczyk. So when they make that signing, I'm like, oh, like obviously we're the dorks or like, that, this is our use check. Like, this is our type of guy that perhaps <laughs> they'll use him that way. But it all, again, like, you know, this is not going to be a team that's going to be rolling out a lot of great depth at the wide receiver position. And if they want to protect their young quarterback, they want to run the football. And if you think that you need to uh, upgrade your offensive line, 
Well, then it behooves you to go out. I think this is the second time I've used the word behoof. That's pretty It good. behooves you uh, yeah. to go out there and grab a fullback. Like, it's an extra blocker yeah. in yeah. the backfield. And and for whatever reason, when it's Getsy and what's going on with the organization right now, I feel a lot more comfortable. If it was if it was Matt Nagy, I would be like, okay, what are you doing, bro? What is yeah. happening? Yeah. But now I feel like, <laughs> oh, this all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well... Yeah, we probably actually with the the fullback part of it, the blasting game factor. As I continue to obsess over him, if Nagy had brought in a blasting game, people would have applauded that. That would have been like, that's oh, true. you're, uh, you you're know, gonna that's try true. to run. Yeah, yeah, and you know the Karushank signing, you get a DB back there. I, I, you know, Matt Nagy probably wouldn't have had anything to do with that because Lord knows oh. he didn't want to put his foot in the defense. Uh, that's for How sure. How would you run a jet sweep on fourth down if you have a fullback? <laughs> yeah, and you decide that safety. What are we doing here? Come on. Uh, so yeah, it's funny that we still have have that reference. Well, why shouldn't we? It's, we're still sort of fresh off the the firing still, and the still hurts us guard. right here. Oh yeah, yeah. We got an Eberflus now. So, so yeah. So we'll see, man. I mean, who knows what there? There will be something big. And I'm, I'm like you when it comes to the draft. I'm kind of a. I don't put together my own mock drafts, but I do like reading what all of you guys, everybody has to say. I do like the mock drafts. I get off on all the preview and all and the actual draft night. But it's the Bears got a new guy, so we're anxious. We're all like, well, how does he, what does he value? I mean, we're really going to find out when we get to those uh, second-round picks, assuming that's where it stays. Yeah, that's the biggest question. Is he going to be a trade-down guy? Is he going to be a trade-up guy? Yeah. My personal feeling, I honestly believe that he uses one of those second-round picks and then trades down some more, acquires more draft capital for the season. It's just conjecture. I don't have any – just based on – what the Chiefs might have done or something like that. Although the Chiefs have been aggressive, you know, over the course of their years, they've traded out for Patrick Mahomes and things like that. But I think ultimately they're all about roster building at this point and roster building involves more players. So I could see that kind of situation going up. But again, I just, I, we don't know. It, it's a blank canvas. We know yeah. what Pace would have done. Right. Yeah, we do know what Pace would have done. Absolutely. But I mean, again, to your point, polls did say, in the first, the introductory press conference was we, we we're going to build through the draft, which I guess is not exactly a revolutionary thing for a GM to say in the NFL, but he's been steadfast in that and having more picks now that, what does he have six now with the extra one next year as well? So yep. the, the idea that he, it, he would trade out of that second trade down on that. That's far from implausible. And, but, but at the same time, you know, I, I, you know, I would, I would be intrigued to see what he would do with two second round picks. And normally second round picks, or at least they should be starters in the NFL. So you could get two starters in the second round. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad at it. If he goes wide receiver right. guard, if he goes wide receiver, wide receiver, he right, goes corner. Right. I would like him not to go corner. I know a lot of people have been talking about like, ah, the D I'm like, you know what? We've done defense forever like we don't let's, let's let's go all off it. I, I think the one thing about the bears too and i know that we joked about it you know the jet sweeps and all that stuff is bears fans can get locked into the 90 or the 80s a little bit too much of like we are, we need to run all three downs never throw the football and stuff right. like that i think we need a like if it's john tapper or somebody who's doing one of those remake shows like we need a modern twist on an old on an old concept 
And I think that <laughs> yeah. Matt Nagy was too revolutionary. Like, whoa, like you're not even, <laughs> you got, you got rid of the, you got rid of the, like, listen, you can still serve old style, but it's okay yeah. to bring in some like micro brews. Like, can we do, yeah. can we kind of, we need somebody to blend the two. <laughs> right, like you got right. rid of old style and you brought in high end cocktails, which nobody wants. Like yeah, it's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> Let's have a combination of the two. And I think that that's what Eberflus and Ryan Poles are doing. It's like, we'll be a run team, but I think that we have a quarterback who can push the ball down the field that we can do both of those things. Oh yeah. I mean, look, they, they a hundred percent want to be a modern NFL offense. They don't want to, they may hide it a little better than Matt Nagy did, but they probably don't want to have to run the football any more than Matt Nagy really wanted to run the football. It's going to be in their mentality, like you said, with Matt Eberflus, you know, that he is a defensive coach. So I always assume that they have those values of defense and running wins games. But yeah, man, I mean, you're right. I mean, the it's, it's funny because when, when Nagy came in, I actually think fans – were on board with the revolution oh, yeah. like of the bears get like and but but i think some of them had to be talked into it but i think that even the most ardent of the of the super fans like people that are you know men in their 60s or 70s or whatever who only believe in football as one damn way i think even those guys and gals were probably like with all the badness that the bears have had through the years and no super, no, you know, bear what six playoff wins since the eighties. I mean, something just horrible like that, that even those fans probably came to like, okay, I give up Nagy, show us what you got. So then Matt Nagy shows us what he's got. And in the first year it's trick plays and it's fun. And that does not work with the super fans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, you keep doing these trick plays that's not going to work out. So like, so, so they're, but they won that year. So they're a little skeptical. And then when it really starts to go haywire, all those bears fans that you had won over now, all of a sudden they're like, okay, I tried this. We got to go back to running the football. Let's put Alex bars in. Let's get a, let's get a fullback in. Let's get let's, let's line them up here and run the damn foot. And by the end of the tenure of Matt Nagy, I'll be damned if we weren't hearing all of that from just about everybody who yeah. felt like being heard. They got to run. They got to run. They got to run. So now we're in a really weird place with, with Eberflus. I don't know where we are with him, you know? He damn, yeah. Well, you, the good thing about Eberflus, and, you know, you've, you've been around for a while, uh, which is a nice way of saying you're old. Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But, like, I feel like it's very similar to Lovey Smith. And a lot of the things that Lovey talked about and a lot of things that Lovey preached or a lot of the things that Matt Eberflus is now also preaching. And I still think that it has a, a role here in the NFL. Obviously, the Texans have brought in Lovey Smith to be the coach. Yeah. I think that it I think that it's uh it's it's kind of a nice mix of bringing him in the old and the new. We can do both. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that, and I and I do. I kind of like the accountability thing that they seem to be having going on. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus with the hits principle and all that. And I know that you know it's easy to make fun of that stuff, but that they're it like they're not just throwing this out there. This isn't just T-shirt stuff. And if you buy in, you buy in. If you don't, you don't. You have no choice but to buy into this little plan that they have because, as they said, 
as players have have said that have played for him in the past, if you are not following that, you ain't gonna play. Um, yeah. So you know, and and that so it's like it's more legit than like the cheesy proverbs and whatever the hell they're they're throwing at us. It's actually like and so I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I don't mind I don't mind a little accountability with players, you know. Yeah. The loaves, the M and M's, like all that stuff. I'm yeah, in. yeah. I, I dig it. Why not? Like football is hokey, anyways. Like any being a coach is hokey. And I honestly, like, I was one of those people who was very excited about uh, Matt Nagy. Bought into the obviously right from the get go. The BU, the uh, the uh, the club dub, all that stuff. Enjoyed uh-huh. it. Yeah. And then and then eventually, like, we're trying to find out the whys that. Yeah. Then it became a, a terrible message. So I'm willing to go back to the drawing board with Matt Eberflus. And I said the 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 deference and the uh, the buy-in that I gave Matt Nagy, I think everybody needs to do that with, with Eberflus too. Sure. And so I would ask you, uh, Mark, what are your expectations for this coming season? Because I spend too much time in Chicago Bears Twitter. And now one of my friends today was like, I'd be surprised if the Bears win two games. And I'm like, you can stop. This is not, we're not doing this, we're not playing this game. But what is what are your expectations for the coming year? I don't have high expectations. I'm I, I yeah I'm not into the the Bears will only win two games. That that I think is ridiculous. Um, I'm more into the right now. You're asking me this. I'm more into the six to eight wins. I don't yeah. think it's going to be a great year. It doesn't feel like it's setting up to be that. I think it's setting up to be a year that. Maybe you get lucky and, you know, squeeze into a playoff spot or, you know, get hot at a weird time. You know, they're like I said, they're putting together a team of players that, you know, there is still some very sharp talent in some spots with Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson. And I guess David Montgomery, I suppose you could throw in that category. But mostly you you are you are having a I am assuming a starless team you know, a team that lacks a, a game-changing superstar or somebody that is game-planned for by the defense. Like, they just lack that guy right now, like game-planning. I mean, there's some of that probably offensively. Where's Roquan Smith? Where's Roquan Smith? You know, let's stay yeah. away from Jalen Johnson and go to whoever the opposite guy is. Some of So there's not going to be a lot of that, but there's enough professionals on the Bears or guys that are good enough um, to be starting in the NFL that, you know, I don't think that it's not, it doesn't feel at all like a bottom drops out team, but it doesn't feel like any more, like I'd be stretching to see them win eight games or more this year. And honestly, when you look at the NFC right now, the way it's constructed, the top three teams are, have older quarterbacks, Rogers, Stafford, Brady, who might or might not. I know that Stafford signed a contract extension. Might or might not be playing next year. And then you've got the next level. You got Dak and you got Kyler, who are fine, who are talented, but unproven. I don't think either one of them's won a well, I think Dak's won a playoff game. Dak did beat, yeah, they beat the they beat the Rams one year or something. I don't Wait know. Wait a minute. Did that. They? I thought the, the did Cowboys they? had I think the Cowboys, the Cowboys have been they haven't won a playoff game for like pre Tony Romo, I thought. Yeah. Well, somebody's lighting me that? up in the Somebody's lighting us up in the comments right now. They're like, Rank's an idiot. How does he not know this? I don't care about oh, the Cowboys. I gotta How about hit, that? I gotta hit the chat. How about that? I gotta, um, How about that? The chat, yeah. the chat will be gone. But here's the thing. Okay. Like, but they're they're two guys that are like I listen, like you they have as many playoff wins right now as Justin Fields. So again, 
I don't think that it's that far away. I don't think it's in the cards for 2022, but I think 2023 is when this team starts to really get cooking and it's not that far off. And we keep, and who knows by the time next year, maybe all these guys will be traded to the AFC and we won't have to worry about them. Yeah, I, the Quarterbacks in the bears division are getting a little bit along in the tooth too, you know? So oh, I forgot Kirk cousins is in there. Yeah. yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Surprising that I forgot him. Yeah. I forgot him. Like he was a Michelob ultra in the fridge. <laughs> At least I bought the Michelob Ultra, so the joke's on me. You don't want those. Who needs low carbs? Come on, let's let's get it back to the real stuff, you know? Yeah, that's why. Well, listen, they don't sell old style out here in California. But in any event, uh, Mark, I want to thank you uh, for stopping in. I don't know if we're we're interrupting your your biorhythms by having you out while the sun is shining, (laughs) Uh, but we do appreciate you joining us. And I I'm sincere. I want to be on six seventy the score. I want to I want to do the overnights. Oh, I'll do dude. it regularly if oh, I can. I, I I would love it, man. Like, I, and honestly, I am uh, not a fantasy guy, and I, I I don't hate fantasy, but you know, maybe you can talk me into it. Maybe once the season starts, you can be do fantasy stuff too. So, uh, but yeah, That's man, cool. absolutely. Yeah, like I'll uh, I'll get you. I'll be getting in contact with you soon. Have, a producer will be contacting you, and we'll get you Please. on, man. It'll be that. That sounds like a blast. I'm glad. I'm glad we did this, man. And, and I am today, by the way. I do. This is the day that I get to see the light. But I am in soon in a couple hours. I'm going to be walking down the block to an AMC theater in Chicago to see the Batman. Uh, um, so I have not seen it yet. So that is that is my day. I know you mentioned. Uh, dc before the show started and uh you know so i am going to have you seen the batman ah you know what now this is the problem with kids is like i don't like Uh, that's a normal like a thursday night yeah would be there like when batman versus superman came out which i absolutely enjoyed i was first night saw it three times opening weekend but now it's like (laughs) eh. now i watched this i finally got to see the suicide squad finally um, okay. All right. So you're way, but you're not even that um, can't but the Batman's behind. not even on your radar. That's like a Oh my gosh. Question. Yeah, that's I'm yeah. gonna have to wait till it comes out on HBO Max or something. Yeah. You know, I'd watch yeah. I'd watch Zack Snyder's version of the Justice League like as a mini series. So <laughs> which again I that's, thought was good. That was way better. Wasn't as good as I would have made it, but that was better. Yeah, well, hey, look, I look at it as Sometimes I think I've got it perfectly because I'm a single man and I don't have kids or ex-wives or anything like that. Because And, and this is one of those moments. I think it's 50-50. It's nice to have someone. But when you're single, I don't have to run anything by anybody. I'm going to get up and go see damn Batman. That, that's the way it is. Uh, and that is not to discount. This is just a win for me. That's all I'm saying. This is not to discount those who have special someone's in their life because it's beautiful and I've seen that work. But this is just today's a win for me. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna say I love my children, and I know my yes. boys sometimes will break into the show. Uh, but there's also a special place in hell where you have to call somebody because your golf round has been taking too long, and you're like, "Look, I might I might be an hour late picking up picking up the kids." And normally, like you're like, I'm I might break yeah. 90. I cannot leave. Yeah. You're I'm gonna need you to hold on to those children. You can go take them to wherever or do whatever yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. But it happens. But today is your day, Mark, and I want you to go enjoy it. I want you to let me know how it is. Don't no spoilers, obviously, but I know a lot of people have enjoyed that movie. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. As I much as I've enjoyed this conversation, I want to bring you back on again. 
at some point and we'll do something on 670 to score. Happy to do yeah. it. And uh, it's been great talking to you today. Yeah, man. I look forward to talking to you soon, Adam. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. There he goes. The great Mark Grody. Make sure that you're checking them out on 670 to score the overnights. And by the way, I will tell you this as well. Uh, if you're not in the Chicagoland area, you can go listen to him. Uh, they download it. They got a website like everybody else. You can go in and listen to it. He does a great job for them. He has done a great job covering Chicago sports for a number of years. And as we wrap up here again, one month from the NFL draft, I just want to, again, it feels like the message continues to be similar. Pre preach patience. I know this is a, 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 a jigsaw puzzle. This is like my three-year-old who you see here running in every once in a while, usually on the Tuesday night show coming in, dumping everything on the floor. It looks like a mess right now, but ultimately when we get it all put together, it is going to be a picture to behold. So big thanks once again to our guest, Mark Grody. On Tuesday, Caitlin Sharkey, uh, Fox Sports anchor, will be joining us on the Take It to the Rank show. And on next Thursday, Nicholas Moreno. That's right, Nicholas Moreno. We're going to be reaching out to the CHGO Bears Network and bringing him in here to the show. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to and uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Want to thank everybody here for joining us. Thank you for everybody who's in the chats. Thank you for everybody who is lighting me up about the Dak Prescott thing. Listen, I, I know, but I don't know, but it's one of those. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a Bears guy. This is all about the Bears. All my knowledge of the Dallas Cowboys has left my head at the moment, but thank you so much. Like, subscribe, share it with a friend. Tell your friends on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Go to the local watering hole. Be like, if you listen to the sick podcast with Adam Rank, you should. It's excellent. But in any event, thank you for being here. And Sammy, why don't you roll us out? Oh, bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.